Tick. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Friday morning on the eve of the Super Bowl. Well, not quite the eve, the eve of the eve of the Super Bowl, but Sunday night, the Chiefs and 49ers do battle in Las Vegas and you can bet on it in Massachusetts now in case you hadn't heard. Sports betting is legal here now, but only on some of the prop bets. You can bet on the game. You can bet on the over-under. You can... Bet who you want to win. You can bet against the spread. All of that stuff. You can do the prop bets that are in-game prop bets, like you know, longest field goal that'll be kicked in the game, or how many field goals, how many times will each team punt, all that kind of stuff. But all the novelty stuff, like how long will the national anthem be? What color Gatorade will get dumped on the winning coach? How many times will they cut away to Taylor Swift? All that stuff. Those you cannot bet on in Massachusetts. So we talked a little bit about that last hour, and I'd like to, are you going to place a bet on the game, and are you going to do it the way that you've always done it, wink, wink? Or are you going to actually go on one of the sports betting apps and and place your bet? Uh, And then also we talked a bit about uh, the special counsel's findings on, on Joe Biden's handling of classified documents and his press conference reaction to it yesterday. And uh, we got um, an app chat message from Smoke in Fairhaven who says, Good morning, Tim. This thing with Biden is just the beginning because of the issues with his memory. He's going to step down in March, and Michelle Obama is going to become the Democratic candidate. You watch. Well, I think there'd be a lot of people that would uh, be upset that someone who wasn't involved in the process at all, hasn't been campaigning, hasn't been involved in politics personally herself, uh, would just come in. And step in. I don't. I don't get these Michelle Obama conspiracy theories. If she was interested in running, I think we would we would know about it by now. I think there are other people in the Democratic Party that they would put forward before Joe Biden. Maybe maybe Gavin Newsom. That's just somebody that comes to mind off the top of my head. So I just, I don't think that that's the case. And I and I don't think that Joe Biden is going to step down as a candidate. I think even if his doctors told him, hey, we don't think it's a good idea. I think he would still want to stay in it because he wants to finish the job that he started. And in a way, he thinks that he's earned that through all of his years of, of public service. Now he's going to have to earn it through through the votes, but I think he's too determined to remain the candidate that um, even if it, was de- if it was detrimental, I think he would stay in it. But as I said, I'm not concerned with memory loss as well as much as I would be concerned with not being able to 
plan ahead for the future. I don't care if he can't remember what he did 10 years ago, as long as he understands the consequences 10 years from now, the decisions that he's making. And this report doesn't suggest any issue with that. And as some people have said, it could be possible that it was a ploy too. Because what ended up happening? No charges were recommended. But there's also some difference in the documents that, and, and this was pointed out in the report, the differences between Trump's handling of the classified documents and, and Biden's handling of the classified documents. But I think it'll be something that will still hang over Biden's head and, and be used against him. I don't I didn't see if Trump had any comment on it. I know he was supposed to discuss the Nevada results, but I didn't I didn't see if he commented on on that. I'm sure he did and I just didn't see it. But this is what you're gonna get when you have a seventy seven year old and an eighty two year old and that's that's what you're looking at for your presidential candidates. I don't I don't know. I don't know why we can't get a stronger person of a younger age. 508-996-0500. I did watch by the way cuz you know I I go home after the show and try to relax a little bit. And so I went home and I was actually eating some breakfast. And I had CNN on for the Supreme Court hearing yesterday regarding Trump being on, you know, being taken off the ballot in some states. Oh, well, mainly in this case in Colorado. And I have to say I was impressed. I flipped back and forth between CNN and, and Fox News and I was impressed with the way that they were able to take what was an audio only feed and present it in a way that was still visually appealing to keep watching on the screen. Now, I tried to follow it as much as I could. Part of it was maybe I was tired. Also, maybe it was just too much legal ease for me. But I, I did get a little bit, you know, kind of uh, in the weeds with it and said, yeah, that's enough of that. But basically, getting the chance to hear how that discussion and how the arguments before the Supreme Court go was, was fascinating. And I'm sure they'll do the same thing when the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court takes up the presidential immunity question. But it was, I thought, a, a solid presentation of having, you know, the, the photo of whichever lawyer was arguing, whether it be for Colorado or for Trump, and then whatever justice was talking, they had a, a wall of all the justices, and that would light up with whoever, whatever justice was speaking, and then that would also have that justice's photo appear next to the photo of the lawyer, the little VU meters. It was, it was really well done for something that was, you know, audio only. And Fox News was kind of similar. They had the photos. I didn't see like a a bunch of different options like they had, but they still had the photos side by side. 
which made it worth watching when you couldn't actually watch it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, morning, Marcus. Um, I'm, well, I'm Tim, uh, but that's okay. What, what was that? I said I'm Tim, but that's okay. Oh, my fault. Sorry about that, Tim. No problem. All right. Calling out of New Bedford, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, following the uh, the politics, you know, with Trump, uh, he's going to be the GOP nominee, right? Isn't the chair resigning after uh, South Carolina and going to let Trump pick the next chair of the GOP? Yeah, there's Correct talk about there's talk about Kevin McCarthy possibly being the GOP chair. No way, huh? That's McCarthy, that's what I heard. Yeah. I, I saw something where it said Matt Gates was supporting him as being the GOP chair, but that, I mean, I guess Matt that's Gates. as good as anybody. Really, Matt Matt Gates supporting him to be GOP chair. Right, the guy that was pushing for him to get removed wow. as speaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I'm getting at. I'm like, wow, what a big circus. Is this it's a, all political uh, theater? Yeah, is it a consolation prize? You know, that could be hey, it. Uh, Tim, do you? The last Republican to win here in Blue, Massachusetts, uh, wasn't it Reagan back in uh, 1980? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if Reagan even won then. Yeah, I believe it was. Um, if my history is correct, yeah, Reagan was the last Republican to uh, win in Massachusetts, I believe. If not the first term, I think it was the second term. Um, I'm, I'm almost certain of that. But anyways, um, with this current election coming up, with uh, Biden being, uh, he's too much like, he's a kid to ding. That's why they can't charge him. You know, he's a poor old man that can't remember stuff. So, um so you, you're thinking they're going to try to replace him with Newsom, not not Michelle Obama. Or well, I was, I I was just, I was just saying as no, we're not doing that. But I was just saying one. Oh, my fault. I was just saying, you know, one one possibility is, is I would see him being somebody they would want to put forth before somebody like Michelle Obama with no no uh, actual political experience herself. By the way, okay, I, okay. I, by I'll the way, I looked it up. Uh, Reagan won Massachusetts in both eighty and eighty four. Okay, sweet. Now, I only reference that because um, with the Trump, Trump, it's a movement. It's a movement. Uh, uh, I'm relatively young. I'm, I'm 40 years old, so I've always voted. I've always voted, and, and I've always been a solid uh, Democrat vote, okay? Um, I'm willing to tell you right now, for the first time in my life, I might vote Republican. Hell, I might participate in the mass primary uh, election and just forego the Democrats since they want to coronate uh, Mr. Biden, you know, so I might as well take my vote and um, apply it where it might make a little bit of a difference because sure. voting for Biden ain't going to make much of a difference. That's, that's now, why I'm unenrolled the, for that um, same reason. Exactly, exactly. I'm an independent, too. Uh, I was a Democrat, but then the Democrats left me behind um, right after Obama. Second term, I um, voted for him twice. But um, I, I failed to see before that second election that uh, he was a, uh, should I say, for uh, a lack of a better word, a sellout, um, a corporate, like I like to call them. Um, you know, the, the, the Wall Street types mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, bring in the millions from all these uh, super PACs, but yet can't raise a dollar from the grassroots. Okay, so I'm thinking this time around, this, this election, right, I'm not saying Trump is going to win Massachusetts. Because I know Democrats outnumber um, uh, Republicans two to one here, and but actually independents outnumber both of them. I think uh, independents what equates to about both what both parties are here in the Commonwealth. But um, 
getting back to what my point is, is I think Trump's going to come nice and close. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I see it breaking down like a 40, 60, 55, 45. And that's going to rock. That's going to rock the corporate It's going to it's going to mess up their world. You know, it's going to be 2016 all over again. And I look forward to that. That'd be a, that'd certainly be a strong showing for for Republican in Massachusetts, for sure. Oh, yeah, because he's growing the party. He's growing the party. I'll just tell you this. At work, okay, we have a pretty good mix of uh, blue-collar workers, okay? We, we, we fabricate metal. Uh, the other unit goes out and does uh, small construction and uh, landscaping. But anyways, um, I would have said back in 2016, half. It was like half, 50-50 Hillary, 50-50 Trump, okay? Uh, in 2020, I would say it was about, about 60-40. Biden, Trump, because every you know Trump's this big scary monster. But um, but now I pulled the guys at work, same, same group of guys. Um, we're, we're not making millions, okay? Uh, no unions to protect us, so you know we have to keep quiet with all the uh, immigrations coming in. You know they're they're, they're cutting our pay. Um, you know it doesn't matter that we're worth thirty, forty dollars an hour when the immigrants willing to do the same job for fifteen. You know, with no benefits because they don't know what benefits are because, you know, they were lucky to make $15 a day before, you know. And I really hate to blame the powerless for what the powerful are doing to this country. But, you know, I, I, I called in yesterday and I said something has to give. And I hope it does. I hope something gives. You know, we need um, we need a big change. And I don't really see it happening with Biden, nor do I see it with uh, with Mr. Trump. But mm -hmm. um. We good, could, we good show, good show, and I'll uh, I'll keep listening. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. And that's true. Like we could be, you know, at least another four years away from having true change, just because it's going to be more of the same one way or the other. It's going to be something that we've already seen one way or the other. So we're still a little ways away from getting, you know, an actual seismic shift. Uh, good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey Tim, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I as you mentioned in the. Um uh, Special Counsel Hur's report, um, he referenced uh, President Trump in it, which I thought immediately when I heard that uh, the, the whole report is political. I mean, he's supposed to be focused on Biden and, and what Biden was doing. But to justify Trump being charged with the same uh, or similar crime, they were they referenced it in that report against Biden. And I immediately was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's supposed to be a unbiased report and uh, focused on what this president was doing or, you know, with his uh, documents. And uh, they're referencing uh, referencing Trump to try, <laughs> which is to sort of support and justify what's going on. And the American people aren't stupid anymore because they can get the news and they can get good good information. And it's like, okay, here we go again. So um, I, I don't know. It's interesting that that he said in there that Biden was willfully, willfully did what he did and he willfully... Um, disclosed information to multiple sources but at that point so that would actually be the most damning part of the report but then obviously decided to say we're not going to give you know press charges because of his his uh his mental state and et cetera et cetera so it's really hard for me as a citizen that has to obey the law from you know uh, whether i'm speeding on the highway or whether i throw garbage out the window <laughs> to uh 
to seeing, uh, which I don't, but just to, but to see something like this that is clearly two two systems of justice going on in the U.S. I mean, it's it's black and white at this point. Well, I, I haven't read the the exact language of it, but what if what if the mention of Trump was used more as a a reference point, as kind of like a precedent case? So you're you're saying like, as opposed to in this particular case, the same way you might cite any other case that might have been a, a similar thing, if it was done in that way, would you still see that as being political or would you see that being more as just being um, a reference point? No, I, I understand what you're saying, but so let's just use the reference point, um, as you mentioned. So the first person that got, got brought up on charges or you know investigation was Mike Pence. He should not have had any documentation. He wasn't authorized to. Um, the second person that, that they obviously went after was was Biden, about the same time as Trump. Biden had no act, no ability or no access to be able to take that information out of the skiff. So in the skiff, it's a, it's a lockdown area that you can review stuff. But for years, he was taking stuff out of the skiff, and he wasn't allowed to either. He became president, but all of the stuff he had taken out was prior. Trump was had finished his presidency. And everything that he was connected to was actually monitored by um, the Secret Service. Secret Service was with him and, and had it. They're trying to get Trump on a technicality, which is that, saying that he was obstructing. Uh, he might have been obstructing, but he was actually allowed to have access to the materials. And, he, he, uh, um, and frankly, if he'd gone through the process, the materials would have been uh, put in his library, wherever that would have been, and that would have been the net access to those materials. Most of those materials would be to the public anyway, which has happened to every president along the way. I'm not saying Trump. I'm not justifying what Trump did. I think he 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 goes over the top, and that's what gets him in a lot of these troubles. But I, I think that when you get to the law and you apply it equally, um, Pence and, and Biden probably should have been charged, and Trump probably shouldn't. That's probably the way, way it looks to me. So, anyway. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You have a great weekend. And callers, hang on. We will get to you. I do have to take a break, though. We'll be back in a few moments. Maybe you're on your way into the office right now. Well, it's Friday, right? Why not surprise the crew with some donuts and muffins and delicious pastries and baked goods from Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop? Give everybody a nice little start to their weekend, a nice little end-of-the-week treat. Or you know what? Maybe just stop by and get one for yourself. You don't have to share. It's nice if you do, but sometimes you just need that little oasis for yourself in the morning, and that's what Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shops can be for you. Sit down with one of their muffins and a latte or a cappuccino or a hot chocolate and have a little you time before you have to give everybody else every other moment of your day. And maybe you want to go back at lunchtime and get yourself one of their great delicious sandwiches, things like casserole, chicken salad, tuna. It's all made right there, and they serve it on their own fresh-baked Portuguese rolls and pops. If you don't want to get a sandwich, but you want to get the ability to make a sandwich, you can get all of that stuff, bring it home, and make the sandwiches on your own time. But the best part about Sunrise is they've got something for every part of your day. Something to get you started in the morning, something to get you through lunch, maybe an afternoon treat, and then they've got plenty of great desserts that you can have for after dinner as well. Check out all of their lineup of delicious baked goods, homemade treats, and all kinds of other fantastic options at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. All right, now let's go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day from Phil Devitt. 
Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. President Biden is defending his mental fitness after a report by the Justice Department claimed, quote, he's a senior citizen with not a great memory. Biden addressed the nation Thursday night after a DOJ report cleared him of any criminal charges related to his storing of classified documents at his personal residence. The DOJ added it would not pursue charges because, in part, any jury would look at him as a simple pathetic figure with a, quote, poor memory. Last night, Biden disputed that accusation, adding, quote, I know what the hell I am doing. Former President Trump has won the Republican caucuses in Nevada. On Thursday night, Trump won in a landslide just hours after he also secured a victory in the U.S. Virgin Islands caucuses. Trump didn't face any major competition in Nevada, as GOP opponent Nikki Haley chose to compete in Nevada's primary on Tuesday. Meanwhile, Trump says the court cases against him have got to stop. Speaking after the Supreme Court wrapped up his Colorado ballot case Thursday. Trump said he thought his lawyers made a very good case and he thought it was well received. He added, the world is laughing at the U.S. One of his lawyers says the 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol was a riot, not an insurrection, and Trump had nothing to do with it. President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. Russian President Putin says he's open to negotiating with the U.S. regarding the war in Ukraine. Mark Mayfield with the story. During an interview with Tucker Carlson on Thursday, Putin claimed Russia has never refused negotiations and said he welcomes efforts from Washington to discuss a peace agreement. The Russian leader spent most of the interview talking about the history of the two countries, claiming Ukraine is historically a part of Russia and that he invaded the country to protect ethnic Russian speakers. U.S. officials say they're wary of Putin's negotiation claims because Russia still demands Ukraine not be included in NATO and because Moscow wants to keep the Ukrainian territory occupied by Russian forces. I'm Mark Mayfield. Robocallers can no longer use AI-generated voices. The FCC said Thursday that it's illegal to use voice cloning technology in robocalls. The FCC chairwoman said, quote, bad actors are using AI-generated voices in robocalls to extort vulnerable family members, imitate celebrities, and misinform voters. Tracy Chapman's fast car is flying at top speed when it comes to streaming and sales, according to Billboard. After her performance at the Grammys, the song went up 241% in streams and up 38,000% in sales. Fast Car originally peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1988. A record 68 million Americans are expected to bet on the Super Bowl this Sunday. David Schwartz, a professor and gambling historian, says it's likely because legal sports betting has exploded in popularity. It's beyond just something people do. It's beyond an activity. It's also a cultural pastime in a lot of ways. It's a social thing that people do together. These historic projections come from the American Gaming Association. The number of Americans placing bets on the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers game is up 35% from last year. Schwartz says there will probably be more legal bets than at any other time in history up until a champion is crowned. Time now for WBSM Sports. The Bruins shut out Vancouver last night 4-0. They play the Washington Capitals Saturday afternoon at home. First up, the Boston Celtics host the Washington Wizards at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. And again, Super Bowl Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. 
Now let's check your Friday forecast with ABC6. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Some clouds with temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. As we head into the afternoon, we'll be seeing some sunshine. Temperature in the mid 40s overnight tonight. Clouds will increase once again. Temperatures dipping into the upper 30s. As we head into Saturday, we could be waking up to some patchy fog, remaining mostly cloudy. Late day and early evening, chance for showers, upper 40s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Sassi del Carmen on you. Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. back in 508-996-0500 and you can also send app chat messages on the ds on the wbsm app as dsy did he says i would never excuse me i would never vote for trump ever i'll tell you if barack could run again he would win easily i think michelle obama wanted if if she wanted it she could win so i i don't know i i don't know how easily barack obama could win a third term if you if he wanted one and if he was legally able to run for one but i just think if the if there's a coordinated effort it's one thing if uh you know somebody like michelle obama says i'm going to throw my hat in the ring but if you're talking about the coordinated effort of the democratic party to say joe biden's going to step down and we'll put a different candidate forward i think it would be somebody that has more governing experience But there's no, there doesn't seem to be a real line of succession in the Democratic Party of of who they think are the next round of viable candidates. Who's jockeying for that? I mean, who would be jockeying for really the Republican nomination outside of just wanting to beat Trump? So many of the folks that ran this time around, that just seemed like that was their, their hyper focus. It was more about beating Trump. So I think there'd be a lot of other people's names that the the DNC would want to have brought up before somebody with no political experience whatsoever. And, and I don't know that we'll get to that point because, like I said, I think Joe Biden is stubborn, even if it was suggested to him that he shouldn't keep going with this campaign, he still will. But when you have people that are in their 80s, contingency plans are are a thing. And I think, 
how do you say, well, we're going to pull him out as the candidate and then install somebody else? And what does that say to your vice president? Where you don't automatically pick Kamala Harris to be that person. Cause a lot of divisiveness within the party. And I think it's fracturing the party doesn't help in trying to win a presidential election. 508-996-0500. So if you heard me mention earlier that um, if you want to meet Butch Patrick, the man who played Eddie Munster on the hit TV series, The Munsters, he is going to be in New Bedford tomorrow from 12 to 3 at the Horror Family LLC. It's a store uh, on South 6th Street, right next to 6s and 7s, that specializes in horror merchandise and apparel. Relatively new store. It opened a few months ago. Really cool inside. They've got lots of great stuff. And they will have Butch Patrick there tomorrow from 12 to 3, signing autographs, taking photos, shaking hands, meeting everybody. So you can meet Eddie Munster himself. But I had mentioned that I was working, you know, that, that came up with Matt, the owner, because I was working on another story. So the Har family got a lot of attention when the windows of the store were painted recently to announce that the store was there. They don't have any signage on the outside of the building. That's um, something that, that's probably in the works, but they just haven't gotten to that point yet. And so they wanted to have these eye-catching windows as a way to get attention and let people know the store was there. And I'll have a story up about this a little bit later on today. But there was a bit of an issue with those windows because... Matt had an artist come and paint the windows completely black and then put iconic horror figures in the windows. And a few months after he had these done, someone from the city alerted him to the fact that, hey, you know that you have to have, you can only cover about 30% of your window or 30%, I forget, look at the, uh, give me one second, let me look at my computer because I have the actual language. According to the city ordinance, temporary displays inside windows covering not more than 30% of the window area. So that means you can only have 30% of your windows covered by paint or signage. And there's all kinds of specific definitions as to what counts as signage. But only 30% of the windows can be covered. So he did have someone come down and, and remove the black from the windows. Looks great. But he was unaware of that rule. I talked to someone else in the New Bedford city government and business community was unaware. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of an obscure thing. But it is an ordinance. It is on the books. So I think you see all these great murals painted on windows all over the city. There's a few different artists that do them, but I think most people know Tuesday, she does a fantastic job with so many murals around here, but I had no idea that there was a a limit of 30% in New Bedford of, of your window being covered with designs like that. 
So that means if you open up a, a, a storefront downtown and you put, you know, let's just say you open up a, a comic book shop and you want it to say comics across your window, just make sure it's not taking up more than 30%. That 70% of the window still allows people to see inside. And again, I, I had no idea. So, I mean, it wasn't like they came down hard on him and said, hey, you know, you got to get these windows fixed or we're shutting you down or we're fining you because you don't. They, they basically said, oh, just so you know. And Matt, the owner, went ahead and, and took care of the problem. But still, it wasn't something that was mentioned to him during the process of opening up his business. So just, I guess, something to keep in mind if you're thinking about opening up a, win, uh, a business with a window. The new Kojo's Toy World is underway. They're moving around the corner to a much, much larger space. So they should keep that in mind. Don't cover more than 30% of your window with the awesome designs they put on it. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break and be back in a few moments. If you want to call in and chime in, I do have some sad news to report, uh, especially for those of you who are classical music fans, those of you who are fans of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Longtime maestro Seiji Ozawa has passed away. He died of heart failure at his home in Tokyo at the age of 88. So he led the Boston Symphony Orchestra from 1973 until 2002, which is longer than any other conductor in the orchestra's 128-year history. And then from 2002 to 2010, he was music director of the Vienna State Opera. So Seiji Ozawa was a beloved figure. I mean, he was a guy who was known around Boston. You, you, you show people a photo of him, they know who he is and how many people would know orchestra conductors by sight like that. He became a celebrity unto himself and that helped in, uh, attract more celebrity performers to sit in with the BSO like Yo-Yo Ma. Ozawa won two Emmy Awards during his time as the conductor of the BSO. And an interesting note here in this story from the Associated Press, when Ozawa conducted the Boston Orchestra in 2006, for the first time since he had left four years before, 
He received a hero's welcome with a nearly six-minute standing ovation. So Seiji Ozawa, the longtime conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra, has passed away at the age of 88. I think a lot of folks recognize... You know, the Boston Pops, they know John Williams, they know Arthur Fiedler, they know Keith Lockhart. But it's another thing for it to have the conductor of the BSO be on par with those maestros. He was a fascinating individual, warm and charismatic. And he will be deeply missed. 508-996-0500. That is the number to, to call in. And if you want to share any Ozawa memories, we can do that too. Uh, but right now I am going to take my final break for this hour and we'll be back in just a few moments. <laughs> going to be taking a break here for the news when we come back on the other side we'll talk more with you at 508-996-0500 you can also use the app chat feature on the wbsm app and the open line voicemail feature on the wbsm app if you want to record a message and send it on over or if you want to text in a message with app chat and send that on over and remember you don't have to do it during the particular show you can always send it anytime and just make sure you select which show you want it to go to from the drop down menu so you know if something hits you over the weekend and you say, well, I'll probably forget by Monday to bring that up to Tim. You can always just send the app chat message over the weekend and direct it right to my show. You can also email me anytime, tim at wbsm.com. 